What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. My name is Dakota Logan, and I serve as our college pastor. And today I'm going to be in Acts chapter 21. It's a pretty big passage, okay? So I've got verses 1 through 36. I want to read through all of it, and I'm going to comment on a few things and kind of a a sneak peek of where we're going to get to at the end. This is kind of where we're headed. As our answer to Jesus has to be, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That needs to be our answer to him every day and today, and we're going to see what that's about today in Acts chapter 21. So here we go. It says, when we had parted from them and set sail, we came by a straight course to Kos, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patera. And having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. And when we had come inside of Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre. For there, the ship was to unload its cargo. And having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit, they were telling, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey. And they all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city. And kneeling down at the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemais, and we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt. And bound his own feet and hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. But then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, let the will of the Lord be done. After these days, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us, bringing us to the house of Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we should lodge. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one all the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified God. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They're all zealous for the law, and they have been told about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or to walk in the customs of ours. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you've come. Do therefore what we tell you. We have four men who are 
under a vow, take these men and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. Thus, all will know that there is nothing in what has, and there's nothing true that's been what told about you, but that you yourself also live in observance to the law. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men and the next day he purified himself along with them and went into the temple, giving notice when the days of purification would be fulfilled and the offering presented for each one of them. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia Seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who's teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law in this place. Moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was stirred up. And the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple. And at once the gates were shut and they were seeking to kill him. Word of mouth came to the tribute of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in confusion. He at once took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the tribute and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribute came and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd were shouting one thing and some another. And as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was actually carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. For the mob of the people followed, crying out, away with him. So there it is. Paul, things are heating up in Paul's journey following Jesus and he is reminded in this time how great a cost it is to actually follow Christ. Following Jesus comes at a high price. And so it, Paul's in his missionary journey, right? He's coming back to Jerusalem and, and sharing about what God's done on all of his missionary journeys as he's gone around planting churches and telling people about Jesus. And he comes back to not so much of a warm welcome when he gets back to Jerusalem. It's not a warm welcome at all, actually. Um, there's confusion. People have spread false rumors about him um, and lied about his ministry and, and, and all kinds of things. And things just escalate to a 10 really quickly, and, and they're trying to kill Paul. But I love, I love verse 13 when, when, they're trying, they're, when they're trying to convince Paul. They're saying, hey, don't go. Like, don't go there. It's not going to go well. Please don't go to Jerusalem. He, said, he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm ready not only to go to prison, but I'm ready to even die in Jerusalem, if that's what it means for the name of the Lord Jesus. And that to me, that, that verse 13, just that, that resolve about him, right? That he said, hey, whatever may come, I've been faithful to the Lord. I'm going to keep following him, whatever that means. I'm following Jesus. And so that's just a good reminder for me, I think for us today, that the cost of following Jesus, like even though, yes, we're saved by grace through faith, and that is a free gift, all right? Salvation is a free gift from God. And following Jesus also comes at a very high price. Paul was misunderstood. 
he was lied about. He was betrayed by his own people, arrested and beaten. Who does this sound like? This sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Yes, it sounds just like what Jesus went through. Jesus was misunderstood and lied about, betrayed by his people, arrested and beaten. And even at the very end, there in verse 36, it says that the crowds were crying out, you know, away with him. It was almost just like how the crowds were crying out about Jesus. Hey, crucify him, crucify him. We want him gone. And so I sometimes need to be reminded that the cost of following Jesus comes at a high price. And so I'm just reminded in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20. Let me, let me look at it here. Okay, yes, yeah, so this is 1 Peter 2, verses 20 through 23. This is the second part of verse 20. Let's look what this says. Look what Peter says. But when you do good and you suffer for it and you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. That's what that's what is happening to Paul right now. He's he's doing good. He was doing what God had called him to do, but he's receiving um, persecution, suffering for it. And Peter says, "This is a gracious thing in the sight of God, for you have an example that you might follow in His steps." Oh, oh, sorry, verse twenty-one. I skipped a little bit. Verse twenty-one. For to this you've been called. We we've, we've been called to hard things in the name of Jesus. To this you've been called because Christ also suffered for you leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. I love that. Because it just reminds me like, hey, I can entrust myself to God. Whatever may come, I can trust him. And so, so again, what I'm taking away from this passage today and what I think can be a takeaway for you is that we need to be reminded the cost of following Jesus is a high cost. I, I think this keeps us fresh spiritually. It keeps me on my toes, right? Otherwise, I can, I can kind of just lose sight of what life is all about and I'm going to start to get swept up in the things of the world and, and just get distracted by, by everything that, that life and the culture can bring sometimes. But whenever I look at a passage like, passage like this, it re- reminds me that the cost of following Jesus is a high cost. And I don't know, this may sound weird, but I'm going to be just transparent with you guys. Y'all, y'all are the podcast family, so I feel like I can be, tr- be, be real. Something that I'll do is I'll read this, and something that helps me is, is I'll just tell myself, hey, this could happen to me. Like, God could call me to something like this. God could call me to to go to a really to a place where it's really hard and I'm going to receive a lot of more a lot more persecution and suffering or persecution and suffering could come right where we're at and me trying to do ministry on the campus of MTSU and reach college students for Jesus I and mean, I I could receive suffering and persecution for that and it would be worth it because because I'm trying to be faithful to Jesus, right? So sometimes I just need to like remind myself, kind of like take myself to a place like, hey, Jesus could call me to something really, really hard. Jesus could call me to something that I don't want to do. But you know what my answer has to be? And here it is. Yes, Lord. If Jesus is our Lord, then he's our, our savior and our master. He's our Lord. He's the boss. He gets, he's the leader of my life. He gets to call the shots. So if Jesus is my Lord, he's the leader of my life. And so anything that he calls me to do, my answer is, yes, Lord, I'm following you. And I think when we keep this type of mentality, it keeps us fresh. 
it keeps us from getting lulled to sleep and distracted and kind of drifted around by the current of the world and the culture. And it keeps us focused on the main thing, and that's knowing Jesus and making him known. So I hope this has been helpful to you guys. Again, I know that, that was a big passage, but I think a really good one. Um, thank you guys so much for following along with the study of Acts and tune into our next episode as we continue studying through this amazing book. See you guys. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.